already. Amateur MMA asshole asked you to engage in aggressive altercation. Who the fuck is the toughest guy in here? That'd be me. Bullshit. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we're once again hanging out the Produce Stand, a podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show Letter Kenny. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one is the only one where we're going to recap the entire episode in an absolutely amazing and austere, alliterated array of adjectives adjacently aligned as in an alphabet. Uh, never mind. No, that would be insane. <laughs> I, I uh, I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is the lovely Tanya. And online we have Squirrely Matt and the ver- venerable, not venereal, Victor. Thank you. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> uh, huh? How you guys? Oh, yes. Nice and slow here. Let me open mine. Slow it down a little yeah, bit. There. That was a bit premature, wasn't it? No? <laughs> there we go. What happened? Uh oh. Uh-oh. We're frozen. No. Oh, <laughs> lost call. See, I told you it was premature. Look at that. What happened? Look, Just something went broke wrong. it. We're... You broke the internet. Oh, wait, wait. Somebody's back. Call so, the internets, people. You gotta put it on the line. On the line. Your network is causing poor quality. What? I can hear you fine, man. Yeah, I can hear I, you fine. That was I weird. I can still hear Okay, that was weird. Anyway, we're back. And I and I didn't stop <laughs> I didn't stop recording. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. I swear to God, by season one, we'll get this right. I know. <laughs> well, let's make bets on when we get a successful intro. We still don't have we we still don't have the one that we're gonna submit for the podcasting it's thing. awards. It's our thing. <laughs> are, it's our are we recording? <laughs> Clumsy and yes. out of touch. Yeah, we're recording this. <laughs> this is what people appreciates about us. Come on. <laughs> That's what we tell ourselves. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's. Uh, oh, you've got the guitar out. All right, let's start with how's my how's your week. Let's start with uh, Victor since you have the guitar. How was your week? Uh, it's been a good week. I'm on vacation right now. Well, staycation as most of us go through, I guess. Uh, so I've been watching some shows uh-huh. and uh, playing some train simulator games. Train simulator games. Yes, that sounds. Um, <laughs> As in choo-choo train? No, no. You're like actually in a real train. Well, in a real virtual train. Uh, and the controls are, are exactly as they would be. Like each model has its own controls, obviously. And uh, yeah, you learn how to operate the train. And you got to go and do all the things that a train driver would do. Um, anyway, so they've got all these famous, <laughs> they've got all these famous uh, tracks and, and routes from all over the world. And they have one in Canada. All right. And what they thought would be the most wise choice is the section between Oakville and Hamilton. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That's- <laughs> not 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 the like the the trip through the Rockies or or um, or Lake Louise or even so, out east through the no but yeah Oakville and what uh, Hamilton the picturesque yeah, so like some, Mohawk you know, Mountains. <laughs> Did we just is, there a, of, is there a snow piercer track that you get to ride on? Because oh, that'd be fun. I, I feel like that that will come before you'll ever get to see Toronto or Vancouver in a game. Oh my god! Um, so. <laughs> I just kind of had a flashback so, yeah. to flag, fun, uh, or what is it? Uh, fun, fun with flags. Fun with flags with Sheldon Cooper there for a second. <laughs> well, Sheldon did love his trains. That's what I was thinking. Oh, boy. I, I, I have a hard time with that one because even like we tried to get my kids remote control cars one time and uh, 
my wife's grandmother got them these remote controller cars, but they only went forward and back. Yeah. And I <laughs> tell you, within like ones, five yeah. minutes, the kids were over them. They're like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck do I do with this? <laughs> yeah. It's like the slot, slot card tracks that we have here. We, they come out once a year around <laughs> Christmas time and then they get put, they get put away again. That's it. That's so funny that so what have... can you do on the train? Um, literally, like just everything that you could imagine, which would be not fun to uh, watch, but it's you fun. You don't sound about it. The uh. thing is, like if you're, if you're if you're driving like one of those giant freight trains, um, the most complicated thing about them is learning how to stop them because there's four or five different braking braking systems on them, right. and you have to do everything in a certain way, or the thing isn't just not going to stop. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay, you're, wait, wait, wait. Uh, What's what spawned you? Like, what was it that you thought of? And you're like, ooh, trains. That's what I want to do this week. What well, What was the thought? Like, that's easy. Uh, I was having so much fun playing my other game, which is a bus simulator game. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you know what, Victor? I'm this is what over. we appreciate about you. I am <laughs> masking up and coming over. So the, I want to. I want to. I want to give the, it a go. The pandemic has claimed yet another victim, <laughs> Victor's oh, sanity. So, Victor, you can you can uh, oh, redeem yourself awesome. right now. You've got your guitar. So awesome. play, play us something real so, real so quick, hard. real quick. Redeem yourself, please. We'll, we'll, we'll play something uh, smooth and easy. <laughs> Can you hear that? Yes, perfect. So, Matt, you can tell us about your week while Victor plays uh, smooth and easy music. <laughs> I don't know if I can top a train simulator. <laughs> I mean, if it, if it helps, I accidentally almost put my pants on backwards today. What? Got one leg in, pulled it all the way up, was about to put the second in, caught my error, and corrected the problem. <laughs> so... Uh, you know what the the ms team's gate isn't allowing both you and and victor to to come through so let's let's check in on victor here anyway that's enough that was beautiful Awesome. awesome yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Now let's go to go to let's go to Matt. Okay. Who, so you had some pants pants, up, pants issues. Yes. Yeah. Almost backwards. Figured it out. Life went on. Uh, <laughs> also, I, I had another thought this week. Um, I fucking hate hardwood floors. <laughs> oh. Like, like I know it's a weird thought, but it, it tell me. I mean, it, it's really the equivalent of like a museum, or you know that room that grandma has that you're not allowed to sit on, normally covered in plastic. Okay. That to me is hardwood floor. Uh, what? Uh, so I have a dog. I went uh, to my in-laws, and of course the dog chased their stupid cat and then scratched up their floor. Mm-hmm. But what I've what I've realized, anyone I've ever known who has hardwood floor, that they spend more time concerned about what will happen to their damn floor <laughs> than just living life. So I'm I'm, I'm officially declaring i will never in my life have hardwood floor because i'm so sick of the what what do you what kind of floor do you have in your in your house right now i'm intrigued right now (laughs) (laughs) is it sand is it um concrete it's it's tile like ceramic tile in my in my kitchen and then it's it's actually it's old hardwood in my living room. <laughs> 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 All right, well. But it's but it's, it's thirty Victor's years scuff, so it's okay. Chair. It's thirty years scuff. So what I'm saying is I will never 
put new hardwood in. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. They're already right. I'll deal and I'm okay with the scuffs. I can't change that. But I will go vinyl or lemon or anything, just, but deal with it. Because I'm always gonna have a dog. Just and so, I'm always gonna have kids. And I got a, three of these guys. Such a bizarre around, th- so such a bizarre so, thing for you to rail against, I gotta say. So just, if you ever move into a new trust. house, <laughs> first thing you do is you're gonna hire a bunch of <laughs> It won't, if it has hardwood, it's a game changer. House and scuff up the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty scuff. Pretty scuff. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is that engineered hardwood or is that like the real thing? Or yeah, like, yeah. what what kind of hardwood situation you got there? Go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tanya, uh, how was your week? Well, you know, today. I know. Uh, here we go. I went to a floor store. Gotta say. <laughs> No joke. No joke. Went to a floor store and I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with Matt. So I, I am not, I'm all about bulletproof. I need something that is going to stand up and last for years to come. I want to do it once and good and that's it. So we've opted to go with the new vinyl flooring, the vinyl planks. Yeah. See my man. So vinyl planks, that's, that's, that's what we're going with. And Ordered myself a box. Gonna have a look at it before is, pulling is the vinyl. Ri- the same as linoleum? No, no, it's no. Nope. It looks it looks like uh. I mean, it's kind of like those. Uh, it's it's a step up from uh, the laminate stuff. It's like much yeah. thicker, much more durable. It's, so it's waterproof. It's waterproof. It's uh, it's much more durable than yeah. the laminate. It yeah. won't uh, swell. It won't. It it's bulletproof. Yeah, it's, it it's, better be for a kitchen because it's, it's gonna be in our kitchen. So yeah. So you can, Matt, you can go for some cement. Yeah. So we'll invite you over and your dog and you guys can just play run around the, the island when it's in. And, but I imagine yeah. I imagine animals don't like hardwood at all because especially dogs, because they just kind of slide off of it. Like uh, I, I'm picturing what was that? Was it Alpo dog food? The commercial where the dogs would like take the corner, but then they'd slide. Uh, keep on. That's exactly what happened. Only this hundred pound dog chased a cat basically on a sheet of ice across my in-laws floor, leaving all of her wonderful claw marks everywhere. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's stressful. It's stressful. Uh, It it is. That's it. It is stressful. I don't want that stress in my life. Yeah. It's unnecessary stress. It's true. It's true. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so my week, I can't even think about my week. I have no idea. Oh, I got more if you need help. Oh, well, right. Remind, <laughs> g- give me a story then. Yeah, yeah, how was Al's week? Yeah. <laughs> so we're preparing because uh, COVID has not put us into close enough proximity to each other. So oh, yeah. the move is on. We uh, we will never, we've, we've moved, we've bought our one and only house. We will never leave it. And we are prepared to all take on into the basement now, four of us with uh, Alan and I and the two kids. And we're going to live here for, I don't know, two and a half almost months, two months while our main floor gets renoed. Yeah, that'll so, be fun. So <laughs> the plans are in the works and uh, boxes are starting to get packed and we're starting to slowly make the downstairs our new home for a while. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it. And we're trying to also get ready and prepare for if the school closes, uh, COVID numbers are going up, uh, some more. So if that happens, then we're going to school and work and live and sleep and be all together. So yeah, if we start talking a little crazy or opening up a few more beers than usual. Yeah. Like for example, if we start talking about uh, playing train simulator games <laughs> or, or, or having like a, a, a jihad on, on hardwood floors, then uh, yes. 
<laughs> but but do you have a bug out plan? Because this is sounding very close to an episode of Doomsday Preppers. <laughs> well, the I mean the 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 worst case scenario is uh, if school did get canceled, we'd probably wait the week and or two, and then Tanya would move in with the kids into her in laws, <laughs> just just to create some separation. No, your in laws, my parents, my in laws, your yeah, parents. There you go. So yeah, that's that's the yeah. that's the plan. If all if things go to shit, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You definitely need to be capturing this on on film uh, from this <laughs> very first day. Oh man! Because <laughs> there could be some. There could be a very interesting I feel documentary like sh- at the end of it. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> at the end of this, it, it needs to be like a comic strip of some kind. I'm thinking. Yeah, you know, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just thinking of the end game. I'm thinking, you know, we're going to spend Christmas in a new house in our new kitchen within our new Ooh, main level. So fingers crossed that that's how it's going to happen. <laughs> if they let you leave the basement. Yes, exactly. All right, here we go. Well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Let's see. Oh, oh wait, I forgot to do the Twitter thing. See, today's just been all messed up. All right. We've got uh, some new followers on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Produce stand pod. Uh, we have some new followers. I'd like to welcome Jonathan E. Lancaster from Shawnee, Kansas. Thank you, Jonathan, for your following. Take Up Space Podcast, another podcast from Parts Unknown. Michelle Stetson from Maine. Baby Bird from Parts Unknown. Megan from Seattle. Robert from Parts Unknown. Burn Doubt uh, uh, from Parts Unknown. Dennis Guggen from Washington, Michigan. Is there a Washington just in every state in, in the U.S.? <laughs> I guess he's a maker of custom Funko pop figures, which was kind of cool. I was checking out his site. He's got like, he makes figures from, for anybody. If you can even get a, a squirrely Matt Funko pop, if you want, you know what those are. Right? What is a Funko pop? <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm curious now. It's like these little figurines that have like big heads and, and yeah, yeah. they all look very similar, but, but they all have their own personality. Like a bobblehead? Uh, except it. they don't ah, bobble. They don't, yeah. yeah no bobbling. Thing. You see him at the game store oh, that, yeah, yeah, where yeah. we buy Owens oh, okay. video games. I know so. what you're talking yeah. about now. I didn't know like the name of them. Stores have like a whole wall of them. Gotcha. Yeah. The big you know, heads. The, the statues with the big heads. Yeah, yeah. And uh, William Carroll from Brisbane, Queensland. Thank you so much for the follows and thank you for listening, guys. Where's Queensland? Uh, it's, it's in Australia. Yeah, so I noticed on the chart thing that we, we there's there's quite a few listeners in Australia. I mean, at least a few popping up, and it caught me off guard. I didn't realize yeah, that yeah. Letter Kenny had reached that. Spot. Yeah, well, I had a great, a, a cool interaction today with somebody from Australia. That we'll talk about that later because he sent me a nice uh, message, and and I'll read that later in in the um, comments. Right. But first, let's get to this. Well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Last week, we reviewed season one with Dean Giles from the How Are You Now podcast. Uh, That season received fresh ratings from Dean, Matt, and myself, and clearance ratings from Victor and Tanya. Uh, This week, we're recapping the first episode of season two, A Fuss at the Ag Hall. Uh, So let's uh, first talk about homework. Matt, did you do your homework? I did. Did Three hours before the show this time. Oh, well, all right. That's good. Okay. Victor, did you do your homework? Yeah, I did yesterday with uh, uh, this time with William and Linda. Okay, cool. Uh, yep. And Tanya, did you do your homework? We did. We did. That was uh, last night's to do right. list. Yeah, before we watched uh, some more Fleabag anyway. Um, cool. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great show. Uh, we start with our cold open. Agreed. And um, 
<laughs> Maddie, Lo- okay, here we go. Wayne and Derry recap what happened in, se- in the season one finale cliffhanger and go on to describe what happened next in a brilliant barrage of barnstorming barbs berating big burly brutes bringing brain-busting bombs and body blows oh, before being, well, good. You, you get the point. Uh, the whole thing's too long in a clip, but in a nutshell, after Wayne gets knocked down, he gets up again, and uh, I'll let him and Derry take it from the letter H. <laughs> have at her talk to haymaker instantly Irk the idiot jackass out juke the jerk out jab the joker out jam the juice head okay king kong threw a karate kick that kind of caught you in the kisser loser but that legend lady luck was lingering left you with only a lovely little lump on your lip mint but maybe mention you may use mma mr muay thai these <laughs> are unnecessary over it okay onwards please you out punched the prick out played the peasant pushed proper pugnacity on the pinhead left him praying for peace while peter piper picked a pack of pickled peppers quickly he got Queasy wanted to quit. Folks are quoted as quietly quipping. He looked like a quirky, quackish queen on Quaaludes. Right. Roughed up the rook. Wrecked his reality. Ruined his rep. Super. You socked the sucker. Slammed the sally. Secured the scuffle by successfully outscrapping the skirt. Tremendous. You took over the tiff. Outtangled the tosser. Tough titties on that trade. You twit no truce. Unreal. Utterly. Violent. Very. Wonderful. Well, whatever. Exceptional. Exactly. Yep. Oh, man. Yep. Zebra? Zip it. Zip it. <laughs> so well done. Uh, so how, uh, I mean, oh, Matt, fuck. Matt, you and I've seen this before, so we knew what happened, but how long did it take you guys to realize they were going through the alphabet on that one? Oh, were they then? <laughs> Apparently just now. So, so they actually, this yeah. is, uh, and I don't know, I'm quoting this on the fandom side. This is what Jared Kiso actually refers to as the alphabet aerobics. Oh, is that what it's called? Your list. Yeah, that, that's a term he's coined for it. He oh. does it in a couple episodes. Yeah. And um, and it's each one. If you're paying attention, yeah, Daryl's saying something with the, the next first letter. letter of the next line. Yeah. And then Wayne goes on a rant trying to use that letter in as many words as he can. Oh, interesting. Um, to, to pace out that line. I saw, I saw your tweet today referring to alphabet aerobics, and I thought you made yeah. that up. So, nope, nope. Yeah. That's that's a Jared Kiso. Yeah. Did you realize that's, that's what was happening, uh, Victor? No idea. <laughs> now you're going to have to go back and listen to it because it is fucking brilliant. It is really, it, it's well done. Yeah. yeah. It was overwhelming, right? Because <laughs> that was the first time uh, I was hearing that and it was just overwhelming trying to just keep up with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. There's a, the, yeah. You, you want to make sure you don't miss, miss like any gold nuggets in there. And yeah. so, uh, yeah. Well, even if, even if you catch the end, they, they clearly ran out. There's like zebra, zip it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and that's this is the kind of episode where I'm, I don't know if it would have been enhanced by having the the subs on, but yeah, there's a lot of that where you you have to listen intently because it goes by pretty quickly. Uh, scene one after the music, the Hicks are hanging at the produce stand. Derry asks Wayne about the date he went on the previous night. Uh, Wayne refuses to talk about it. Says he'd rather have a cup of fart in the face. What's cup fart? Well, that's when you fart into your hand and then cup it like you're transporting a tiny bird. And release it in the face of an unsuspecting pal. That could be worse thing. <laughs> Welcome, Scrooge. <laughs> I'm laughing because Victor's laughing. You have to laugh that you're transporting a tiny bird, you know. It's a relatable reference. <laughs> I can't be the only one who's actually done this before, right? <laughs> oh, man. So, finally, Wayne relents and, and talks about his date anyway. 
Well, for starters, I ran late choring, so I didn't have time to get the truck washed before I went over there. So? Well, so what if Dad's stand there when I come up the laneway to pick up his daughter with a dirty truck and say, who's this tit? There. And I barely got the truck in park before she hops in there, so I can't get the door for her. So? Well, so what if Mom's standing there and I come up the laneway to pick up her daughter and I don't get the door for her? She say, who's this nut tugger? There. Well, I couldn't get my footing after the rocky starts. Nothing to report there after. Fuck. I live to fight another day. Yeah. Uh, so oh. Wayne is looking for love and he basically breaks the fourth wall uh, by giving the theme basically for season two of uh, Letter Kenny. Well, I am looking for love. Boy, howdy. Like I've been going on dates. We'll be going on other dates. We'll get after it. Like if there was a general theme, like for the next six weeks, it would be Wayne's looking for love. <laughs> He's basically saying, all right, the next six episodes, this is what it's all about. Wayne's looking for love. Uh, just then, a beat-up green Honda drives up to the end of the laneway. It's Stuart. He emerges looking like a different person from the end of last season, wearing a hipster-style toque and scarves, baggy jeans, and an actual white white T-shirt uh, with a jacket slung over his shoulder. He almost looks like a Gap model. The Hicks proceed to give Stuart a hard time about his new look. Now, I'd say give your balls a tug, but it looks like your pants are doing that for you. You look like you could lose a hand in there playing pocket pool. Here's a poem. Starlight, star bright. Why the fuck you got earrings off? Bet your lobes ain't doing anything about that. See, the muscle shirt came today. Muscle's coming tomorrow. You get a tracking number? Oh, I hope you got a tracking number. That package is going to be smaller than the one you're currently sporting. Tall order, Derry. You ever had a cup fart? You can cut the fuck off. Uh, <laughs> muscle shirt came in. Muscle's come tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> It's so, I mean, this, this episode is like, and it just keeps going. It's like lyrical brilliance. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's, it's almost Shakespearean in our time. Th this episode, they certainly did hit their stride with, with, with the, the dialogue. Uh, Katie yeah. comes out and it seems she's got a date with Stuart, which he promptly tries to rub in the Hicks by, by trying to cop a field, but she swats his hand away. Uh, Stuart opens Katie's door like a gentleman in front of a visibly bothered Wayne. Then they drive off. And Squirrely Dan calls him a po polished turd. <laughs> Seconds later, the hockey players pull up to the produce stand and the Hicks hit him with the sweet revenge, quoting the exact same lines they hit Wayne with in episode one of season one after his breakup with Angie. Heard about you and your sweetie, buddy. Heard she cheated on you, buddy. That's a real kick in the knackers, bro. Just a real ouchie, bro. <laughs> so <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, it was a nice little callback there for anyone who was paying attention. Full circle, yeah. yeah. Uh, the hockey players don't say anything. They just drive off dejected and flipping the hicks off. Uh, Derry wonders uh, whether f uh, the fact Stewart opened the door uh, car door for Katie won him any points with Wayne. Wait, Stewart get points for opening Katie's door? Johnny Cash could have stepped out of that shit box, and I'd still say, why is it not clean? I swear to God, the more Wayne speaks, the more he sounds like an old man in a 20-year-old's body. <laughs> He's wise beyond his years, man. And more grumpy beyond his years. Uh, the Hicks, <laughs> then the Hicks argue over whether they should go to a meeting at the Ag Hall. I know McMurray's meetings can be a bit of a chore. Even worse when Mrs. McMurray's there. The Ag's Hall's as much ours as anyone else's, and we should be there for the important decisions making. Squirrely, Dan, you'll be snoring within the first five, and I bet as many bucks on it. Well, I had my coffee today, so I will take that bet. You don't need to shake. I trust you. Wayne doesn't shake on the bed because and Squirrely Dan thinks it's because he cupped the fart. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know how Squirrely Dan, how Trevor K. Wilson gets through his lines without tripping up, like adding the S's and stuff. It just sounds. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. All right. Scene two. 
So after the bet, you cut to Squirrely Dan sawing logs at the egg hall meeting. He's like snoring very loud. McMurray's leading the meeting. It's already been going on for almost two hours. Mrs. McMurray, played by Melanie Scrofano, is is taking notes uh, and lovingly watching her husband lead the meeting. Uh, all those in attendance look really bored watching the McMurrays do their thing. Like an example of one of the important issues they're voting on in the latest uh uh, item and Mc, uh, he want McMurray wants to change the egg halls rubber doormat from a Remington charcoal four foot by eight foot by three millimeter thick rubber doormat to a raisin charcoal three foot by six foot three millimeter rib vinyl boot tray. So these are the kinds of important things. The uh, the motion is seconded by Mrs. Murray, seconded so hard. And uh, during all of his uh, d- during all of this, Squirrely Dan is still snoring loudly. Mrs. Murray yells at him to wake him up. He wakes up in a jerk and he says, Don't touch it, it hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Squirrely Dan can get the most laughs out of the fewest words. (laughs) He's so good. (laughs) That that line reminded me of the uh, uh, tuna in your dick hole. (laughs) Same kind of thing. Like, don't touch it, it hurts. Like the comedic timing is so spot on in everything he says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Squirrely Dan pays Wayne for the bet he just lost. Next motion is to move the coat hangers from the rear of the hall to the front of the hall. Wayne tries to speed things up by, things up by prematurely seconding the motion, but he ends up actually achieving the opposite. There is a tried, tested, and true system at work here. And as president of the Agricultural Hall, I must demand it be respected. One member makes a motion. And another member then seconds that motion. Second K. K is not a second. Well, it's the second time I said K. So you second the motion? Do I know what? I'm all out of seconds, bud. So it's not a second. Well, it's just taking too many seconds is what I'm saying. Well, you only have to second once. All right, give me a second. So are you, you saying that you second or that you need a second? <laughs> no, one second. All right, Wayne, you shall be given one second. Whilst Wayne is taking one second. I second the fucking motion, McMurray. Now move the fucking coat hangers. Oh, thank you, Wayne. May the secretary know that I, McMurray, motion to move one dozen coat hangers. Move the fucking coat hangers myself. Fucking dude. Wayne gets up out of frustration, moves the coat hangers himself, thus moving them on to item 30 of 39. Uh, that would totally be me, man. Like, Yeah, me too. I, Oh, I get so fucking, I mean, we work in the corporate world yep. and just putting red tape on things mm-hmm. and bullshit. Like, I'm like, fuck, just do it. Yeah. Actually, we, I had that happen in a meeting last week where we were, yeah, we had a meeting and, and somebody's like, oh, we need to get this done. And, uh, and luckily somebody's like, well, well, I'm just going to do it right now. And everyone was kind of taken aback going, oh, okay. And it got done. And like, that was like the first meeting in like months where like something was actually achieved at the meeting. Yeah. So yeah, I've got a pretty hard and tested true <laughs> approach where I'm just like, I'll beg for forgiveness later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Okay. Uh, next scene outside the egg hall meeting, the Hicks leave the meeting and are approached by Jim Dickens played by Alex McCoohy or McCooey or McCooey, uh, who applauds Wayne for calling McMurray out on his bullshit meeting antics. Uh, the Hicks ask Dickens what he thinks they should do about it. Dickens uh, makes a suggestion in his uh, unique way. If Wayne runs for Ag Hall president, 
I'll give him one vote right here. One dollar better. We got one vote here. Well, see, now that sounds a bit dramatic to me, Jim. No, I don't think that's such a bad idea. That not sound a bit dramatic to you? I'd back that. Well, it's bloody Shakespearean. It'd be usurping the throne. I'd back that like a spinal cord. It just sounds dramatic. Take the pelvis side. Jim! Tell you what, Jim. I'll think on it. Yeah, that that character is um he grows tired on <laughs> after a while. <laughs> it's exhausting to listen to an auctioneer. Yeah. What's the point? I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, what's the fucking point? Br- brilliantly played by him, but but uh, yeah. Oh it's, yes. It's exhausting. Um to move things along fast. You just said that you're tired of the corporate ro- uh, world putting the red tape on. I don't on even it. know what they're asking. The now, know if you had an auctioneer that. in your meeting, wouldn't things just move along? I don't know. No. I don't know. <laughs> no. I'd be too busy. Or we'd be overbidding on everything because I would just be sure. I'd be too busy uh daydreaming about beating him senseless. Um so a uh, quick production note I make here. Jim Dickens and Bonnie McMurray are the only two characters on the show that have full names first and last names which is interesting like people are either referred to by the last name their first name or their job like coach but jim dickens and bonnie mcmurray mrs mcmurray no not mrs sorry uh mcmurray's uh daughter or not daughter even shit uh daughter sister sister. together his sister yeah (laughs) i'm gonna show you running here i don't know i'm i'm uh i'm tired today anyway so interesting fact there uh, only two characters with full names scene four at the rinks riley and jonesy were cut from the shamrocks hockey team uh and and also from katie's heart just a series of bad bounces for a couple of stick and pucksters, bud. Not getting the bounces, bro. Cut from the Letterkenny Shamrocks in our overage year, bud. Oh, no victory lap for the Shammies, bro. No victory lap, Ferda. Ferda. And no Katie. Katie Cat stepped out. Two times. Played around. Got a matinee. Carried on. <sighs> you know, I should be mad, but I'm just sort of sad. sad. Poor Riley and Jonesy. Uh, now they're starting their first year of senior hockey. They walk into the Leonard, Letter Kenny Irish dressing room. That's the senior men's team. And the scene is intense. What they're not, not, not what they're used to. These players are older, super tough looking and committed to working everything out, especially legs. Uh, next scene, the Hicks are stay, uh, sitting on Wayne and Katie's back porch. Kate, Katie comes up looking for uh, Stormy, their dog. Wayne has put her in her pen to punish her for trying to kill her stud again. Katie's proud of her girl. It seems Wayne and Katie are trying to breed Stormy, but having trouble. This is when we learn more about Wayne's love for dogs, especially his dog. Why? Well, fucked if I know, Dan. It's supposed to be natural for animals to want to breed. And fucked if those pups wouldn't be as beautiful as she is. <laughs> she was a beautiful pup. She's a beautiful dog. She's a gorgeous pup. Well, she's a gorgeous dog. But why is she in her pen? It's because aggression's to be discouraged. It's like Caesar Milan says, exercise, discipline, and affection... <laughs> in that order aggressions to be discouraged coming from wayne uh wayne's quote <laughs> of the famous dog trainer caesar milan sends the hicks on one of their their usual jags i'd have a bloody caesar do you know what i'd have a caesar too i could have a caesar if you guys are having caesars hard to see a caesar not want a caesar that's actually how they market caesars uh, Squirrely Dan suggests that the, they call Gail because she has some studs for Stormy. Uh, this is when we learn that Modine's burnt down, uh, which is kind of a, a throwaway line. But uh, yes, yeah, so for some reason, they decided that they were going to burn the, the bar down. Uh, Squirrely Dan is confused as to why Stormy is still trying to is trying to kill her studs. Well, why Stormy keep trying to kill all her studs? Because they're saying the wrong things, likely. Just like humans. First line better be a winner. First impression's a lasting one. 
Uh, Derry goes on to give his secret to saying the right words. I've taken a break in the ice with the lyrics from 90s pop songs. The words are penetrating because she's likely heard them before, but she likely won't realize it when they're spoken rather than sung with musical accompaniment. Five boxes you cannot successfully sell me on this. Hey, girl, give me your heart. Make it real or else forget about it. That's Rob Thomas and Carlos Santana's. Okay. Hey, girl, I want to stand with you on a mountain. I want to bathe with you in the sea. Savage Gardens. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, girl, I swear, by the moon, the stars, and the sky, I'll be there. All for once. Well, fuck <laughs> a duck. Wayne pays up on his bet. Katie comes out in the middle of one of Derry's quotes. Hey, girl, I'll make love to you like you want me to, and then I'll hold you tight, baby, all through the night. She thinks he directed it at her, so she attacks him. Uh, Squirrely Dan appreciates how good Katie is at beating up Derry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you appreciate about me? Uh, scene number six. The skids are in their hideout playing video games. Stuart is there showing Katie off, but they're not paying him any attention. Katie tries to break tension by striking up conversation. The skids are cold towards her. It's obvious they don't approve the new relationship. Uh, Katie leaves and Stuart asks the kids, the skids, <laughs> what, their, what their problem is. My entanglement? Is it when that came along? That started happening. Seriously, Stuart, what are you even wearing? It's so gay. But you're gay. So what? He's a homophobe now, too. <laughs> no, yes! I was born this way, Stuart! We <laughs> <laughs> proceed to have an Abbott and Costello-esque argument over the weekend, the artist, not the calendar period. This incites... <laughs> this the inc- second Abbott and Costello scene yeah. of the show. <laughs> the, yeah, you know what? There's a couple of them. You're right, because there's that one, and then um, I, I'm, I'm blanking the on... Mc- McMurray one. That's right. The, the, second. the Yeah, the yeah. second. That was a b- very Abbott and Costello. Uh, this incites an epic EpiPen battle among the skids where they stab each other with their EpiPens. Oh, man. Uh, scene number se- seven. An emergency meeting has been called at the Ag Hall by uh, Jim Dickens. The McMurrays are not pleased. Well, uh, Jimmy Dickskin. Uh, Dickens. Dickskin, that's what I said. Motion for emergency <laughs> meeting, and that's why we're all here. Goddamn, Dickskin's cutting into my gin and tonic time. That's all I know. Dickens! So I said Dickson. <laughs> all right, well, Dickson, you can have the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that little grunt at the end with McMurray. <laughs> Dickson. <laughs> Just the way he said it was hilarious. Uh... Excuse me. Let's see. Uh, Dickens brings a motion to appoint Wayne as the new president of the Egg Hall. Effective immediately. The motion is quickly passed by everyone except the McMurrays. Uh, Wayne takes the gavel and promptly joins the meeting with the backed choring. Uh, it's probably the fastest Egg Hall meeting since before the McMurray reign. Uh, next scene, Jonesy and Riley are feeling out of their depth in the senior men's hockey dressing room. The main character is there, uh, Bartz, which is played by Alex Spencer, Yorkie by Stephen uh, Husser, Schultze by Andrew Hickson, Hink, no, Hinskin, uh, Fisky by Jordan Johnson Hines, and Boomtown by Boomer Phillips. Uh, they try and, to. And, uh, and Fisky's from Suits, uh, by the way. Yes, he is. You're right. Actually, Tanya, yeah, you spotted that too. One of the. Wait, the, what? Uh, the senior hockey player's Fisky uh, is on suits. Okay. He's one of the lawyers on suits. Let's look that up. Yeah. They try to make a good first impression. Uh, it doesn't go well. You boys want to go wheel some snipes after Pracky? Wheel snipe Sally, boys. Dirty fucking dangles, boys. I'm married, you little bitch. Yorkie? Happily married. Schultzy. I love my wife, pussy. Fisky. <laughs> I'd fallen in with the wrong crowd, went down a dark path. My wife saved me. Boomtown? I love my wife like I love doing legs. 
Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hit and miss with these scenes. Yeah. Like, even as they continue on, like some of them are really good. Other ones, I'm like, fuck, just make it end. <laughs> they, they they get much better later on. But yeah. So. Yeah, oh no, I know. I yeah. I agree. There are yeah. some really good ones. Um. Well, we're, we're, we're we're gonna listen to one more here because uh, Riley and Jonesy try a different tactic. You guys want you guys want to grab some sandals after Bracky? Crush some appies. Gluten free, you little bitch. Yorkie. Fuck gluten. Schultz. Gluten gives me gravy pants, pussy. Gravy Fisk. pants. Gluten-free, dairy-free, gaseous intestinal byproduct free. Mm. Boontown. I love gluten-free living like I love my wife. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite of those guys is Boomtown. He gets, yeah, but he's so intense about his love for his wife. Uh, the uh, gr- gravy pants line is killer, though, especially since he follows it up with a pussy. <laughs> It's like it's like it reminds me of like the um oh what the fuck was that movie? Anchorman. Like the Steve Carell character yeah. in Anchorman where they kinda of go around the room and list off their shit. Oh, He's yeah. a boom town. Yeah. So when that doesn't work, they ask the team what they do like. Uh, they all say they like winning, including Boomtown, who loves winning like he loves his gluten-free living. Uh, <laughs> Riley and Jonesy get desperate, so they propose a game of uh, Dinker Ball. So you grab your dink oh or your gosh. ball. You scrunch it up in your hand, and then someone has to guess whether it's a dink or ball. Dinker ball. <laughs> fucking serious right now? We don't see your junk schmelt. Put your junk away, schmelt. Schmelt? Uh, it finally dawns on Josie, Jonesy and Riley that on this team, they're the schmelts or the rookies. The seniors propose a game of their own. The schmelts reluctantly agree. So, yeah, uh, the way remember the way they, they used to treat the rookie on their own team gotcha now they're the rookies now they're the schmelts now you walked away from that scene a little quickly i i I remember just thinking uh you know and again i'm sitting there with william and linda Mm -hmm. my son my wife thinking please don't show us please don't show us oh yeah please don't show us Uh, and they showed us (laughs) Uh, it was yeah yeah, I mean it's it's shocking. I, I didn't I didn't pause to examine. We just went on, but yeah. the point is, <laughs> it was so sure. shown, and then they moved on. I didn't. No, I didn't skip the epi pen fight. We we did that. Um, sorry, I'm getting <laughs> production notes from Matt. <laughs> we we talked about the epi pen. Did you have any comments about the epi pen? Well, I did. I didn't hear anything about an epi pen. That was that was. I know, I know you talked about the scene, but we we skimmed right past the EpiPen. Yeah. Well, what did you think? Do you have anything to say about that? Because that's like. Well, it just it, <laughs> it to me it was a hilarious part. But I, but I, I love there was a comment. I was I was perusing Twitter, and mm-hmm. this guy isn't a follower. He might become one. Who knows? But at David underscore Freeze made a comment online just today. But you know, Letterkenny takes place in Canada and not the U.S. By how many EpiPens they're willing to stab each other with, <laughs> or stab each other with, you lose your house doing that here. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's awesome. That's that's so true too, though. I, I guess it's true. We take that for granted. Um, so I, I had that. I was waiting to use it. I'm like, did we skip the fucking EpiPen? Oh man, no, that's, that's good. Thank. I'm, I'm glad you brought that back. Uh, yeah, the EpiPen fight, and uh, I wouldn't even have thought of that. No, you're right. I, I like so to, good though. I, I wonder how much an EpiPen costs in the States. Oh, now I got to Google. Yeah. Okay, get on. Have you ever been curious? I mean, not that we would ever stab ourselves with EpiPens, but <laughs> I've been vaguely curious. <laughs> <laughs> we we were we were genuinely, all three of us were confused as to what was happening oh. during that. <laughs> and we were all looking at each other. What's happening right now? What are they doing? What's the choreography here that we're missing? Yeah. 
<laughs> so you just made it all come together. Oh, oh yeah, you, no, st- you still didn't know. <laughs> yeah, no, they were. Yeah, they were basically stabbing each other with epipens. God forbid a spin B show up after. Yeah, yeah no, totally did not understand what was Holy happening. Holy Hannah! Uh oh. Today, the cost for an epipen kit uh, is over seven hundred dollars. Holy crap! How many did I get you? Uh, one moment, please. Let the Google continue. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what you'd pay for that here. Um, probably like you know thirty bucks for <laughs> to to fill the prescription. Dispensing fee. Yeah, the dispensing fee. Sounds like a good business venture. That's for sure. Wow. Yikes! All right, uh, Stuart. Next scene. Stuart arrives at the Skids hideout and is confronted by the others. They have decided to kick Stuart out of the group. Devin informs him that this is not his basement anymore. It's Devin's basement. Uh, next scene back at the Letterkenny Irish dressing room. The players are seated in a circle on the ground about to play duck, duck goose, uh, but it's, it's not the version Riley and Jonesy played in their four to six year old hockey camp. Uh, when the seniors yellow goose, they drop trow and rip farts into Riley and Jonesy's faces. Uh, the, uh, the poor hockey players are left sitting on the floor, wondering how they got there. The seniors go off to do more legs. I'm looking for wet naps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> looking for wet naps. Uh, next scene, the Hicks are at the produce stand when the newly homeless Stuart pulls up needing a place to stay. Wayne refuses, but Katie overrules him with one of his own words of wisdom. And so here's a Wayne's word of wisdom, but it's uh, it's delivered by Katie. The man asks you for help, you help him. Stuart can stay for a couple of days. That's 48 hours max, and he deems that acceptable. <laughs> Uh, Katie shows him to the spare room. Seconds later, Tyson pulls up to the end of the laneway looking for a rematch. The music begins. Wayne does his pre-fight routine. He takes a drink, undoes his cuffs, throws out his smoke. They shake hands. And then with one headbutt, Wayne knocks him out and ends it with this line. You're fucking 10-ply, bud. (laughs) (laughs) And 10-ply. Toilet paper right there. As as in 10-ply toilet paper. So, and that's where the episode ends. All right. Uh, let's, uh, initial impressions. Tanya, what did you think? We're going to start with me, are we? <laughs> I choose Victor. No. Okay. Um, no, no ratings yet. Uh, just, just tell me about you, what you thought of the episode. I didn't love it. No. No, I didn't. Think I didn't. So. It was, it was just... It was a lot of repetition. It was just, I, I found that I was getting bored at oh, some parts and kind of, yeah, I, it was not keeping me for sure. Hmm. No. Victor? I had more oh. fun with you guys <laughs> listening to it and laughing than I than I did watching it. I'm, I got to say, sorry. Uh, Victor, what'd you think? So I will say that I think, uh, Linda had a similar experience, though she said she enjoyed it. I felt that she didn't; she was not as amused with it as she was with some other episodes. Um, but she also didn't hate it as much as the other episodes as well. Yeah. I, on the other hand, uh, am trying to, uh, you know, leave my kind of <laughs> stupid old serious dad self behind and just try to watch it like a <laughs> with my own with my with my own perspective and and I ha- you know this is this is guy humor and mm-hmm. you know I don't know if that's sexist or whatever but it's definitely guy humor and I enjoyed it I thought it was great it was a great start to the season um and um you know I, I yeah I enjoyed the episode a lot Matt Yeah I, I liked it man this 
this brought back some of those things that I, that I loved from the early seasons and then some like so this like tongue twisting lyrical mess that they create is just so impressive uh we got to see the new version of mcmurray this episode mm-hmm. uh, which i talked about in season one so he starts to come alive um I, i'm a fan of this i mean this this like i said some of the early seasons were the ones that really drew me into this show and an episode like this was exactly what i'm talking about it's it's smart it's clever it's it's just playing off all the different cues and um, no i i liked it a lot yeah i i mean i think uh, this is the episode where they've hit their stride uh, they've kind of found their voice and the writing is so tight in this episode so good uh, when last season it was you know uneven in, sometimes but i think in this episode so now it's just a question of whether you like that kind of humor or not because i think the the writing is really solid in this episode yeah. those abbott and costello like scenes were were, were were tight the the intro the cold open with the the acro the the alphabet alphabet acrobats or aerobics uh, yeah. whatever, uh were, alphabet aerobics yeah alphabet aerobics were was just so impressive i know because yeah. in writing my own notes here i tried to just do a couple of letters and holy crap that's hard and they did the whole freaking alphabet so uh, i mean and i know that uh, you know they're getting paid to do that but I, <laughs> it's still um and they may they may not have done it in one take either but no no but i know regardless. but i mean in terms yeah. of just writing it like i'm not even talking about delivering it i'm talking about oh, the, yeah, the yeah. writing uh is 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 impressive when it comes to that um yeah <clears throat> I mean, it's it's the first episode of a season two, so there's uh, some setup here, right? There's not a whole lot of story advancement, I, I don't think, in this episode. Uh, so, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm kind of. Well, it's okay. It's it's. I mean, that's pretty common in any season one episode or a season or episode one of a new season. Yeah. Sort of set the stage, right? You're you you're getting a couple new characters. You're getting what Wayne's doing, what the group, what the group's been up to. Yeah. Uh, you got a new version of Stuart there. Um, they've, they've sort of let the landscape and they threw out the theme in there mm-hmm. very purposely. Like everything they do in the show is so intentional. Yeah. Whether you're paying attention or not, it's all very thought out. It's not just by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I think that I think they very much achieved a very strong episode in this one. The again, yeah, they, they, oh, sorry, they gave a fresh start to like a fresh storyline to mm-hmm. all basically all the characters except for fr- from our friend the pasture, of course, uh, which I'm guessing he's gonna <laughs> step in some sometime in the future. But yeah, your favorite, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I love that we're getting McMurray in, in a very first episode because he was one of the characters I was intrigued <laughs> with uh, from yeah. the previous season. I was saying I want more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we got uh, Slim Jim or uh, Dickens, what's his name. Uh, Jim Dickskin. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know, we we even obviously that's going to get a little annoying, but it's uh, first impressions are all right, um, and and also Shorzy and Jonesy. I mean, you know, uh, they're in a whole this whole new world with yeah. men now. Mm-hmm. So what's that going to be like? And and I so hear that rumors good. that we're we're going to get um, uh, what what's his name, Shorzy? Yes. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and Tanya, we were Gail Free. Gail Free. Gail Free. I know, so, but that, it was yeah. just. Well, her bar burned down, poor girl. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> poor Gail. So let's go with the ratings uh, fresh, clearance, or compost. Tanya, what would you give this episode? Uh, 
pass. It's <laughs> um, a hard pass. It just, oh boy, it just didn't. I, 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 I wish you, you I was give excited it a one, as you, can, you guys. You can give it a Stuart rating if you'd like. Stuart. What, what, what are his options? Stuart. Wondrous. Wondrous. <laughs> What's the first first one? And then what are the other two? Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's okay. It's the first episode of season two. I, it, I didn't, I didn't love it. I yeah. really did. I just, I there was some little bits here and there that were okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> you know, I'm going to stop. Your opinion is your own. I know. Yeah. It's not, Clarence. there's no right or wrong. Clarence. Clarence. Okay. Oh, wow. That's uh setting a, setting a bar. No, sure. no. You know what? Compost. <laughs> I really just, I didn't know. Right. You just talked her down. What no. the hell? Man? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We, 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 we got to watch it again. We I, need to build I just her back up. Like, oh, there's too, it was this, just, it was so much banter. It was just, it was just too yeah. much. There was no story really for me. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see any story in there. Victor, what would you uh, give uh, this episode? Uh, I give it a fresh, uh, Ooh, but I'm, I'm so on the other end from Tanya on this one, because I'm actually a little concerned about this episode because mm-hmm. I feel like they've set the bar a little high and really? I'm concerned whether, I gotta watch whether they, whether they can keep it at that level. So, so I feel like, you know, to give it a fresh on the very first episode, because I, rem- I think thinking back to episode one from season one, I think I gave that a uh, clearance. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of what, what the understanding that the show needs to improve. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, for, with this one, for me, the episode was, uh, almost similar to how episode six from season one, I felt this was very complete. Like there was intro again, they, mm-hmm. they introduced the new storylines. They even gave away a bit of a, uh, hint as to what the season's going to be about. Um, it's a pretty uh, possibly. blatant hint. I mean, it's about, it's going to be about yeah, Wayne. Yeah. Basically said it. <laughs> he basically said yeah. it. I think the next six gave, weeks are going to be about looking for love. Yeah. They gave, they gave, they gave Wayne a new job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. And, and again, the whole new hockey season. So I don't know. I just felt like, and there wasn't anything what I really enjoyed and what I appreciate about this episode <laughs> is there wasn't anything. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> There wasn't anything negative. It was all wholesome, good fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like nothing negative or gross or or anything like that. So I, I have to give it fresh. All right, good. Well, it'll, it'll come. Don't worry. Uh, Matt? <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's first call out. That's the furthest on the scale that Tanya and Victor I know. have been on yeah. the episode. I'm wow. like, I even <laughs> called to you to like support me on that one. All right. That's all right. I'll be, you know I'll be a lone wolf. I think you need no to go back, rewatch it, and come back Apparently, with a fresh rating next I, week. Yeah, I was Ten, like... Tanya's on an island. Oh, but that's okay. Boy. It's okay. It's that's what we right, appreciate about right. her. Matt. <laughs> We're all about conflict. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a hard fresh for me, man. This this one was just... It was good. I mean, I, I would rebut all the things that Vic just said. I mean, I like the new storylines. It started off... That alphabet aerobics was just <laughs> epic. And... Um, yeah, it introduced new characters, you know, enhanced some storylines, took, took them some things in some different directions. Um, I'm excited to see where the rest of the season goes. So it's a fresh. For sure. And I'm concerned as to where the season's going to go. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> You're I'm, worried about the hockey boys, eh? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's going to get uh, down and dirty. Well, we'll see. We uh, I'm going to give it a fresh, but it's kind of on the border. 
I'm going to give it a border fresh. And and again, because, and uh, you know, the writing, again, they they hit their stride with their writing in this episode. I think this is now a more a better indication of, of the quality of writing that we're going to get from now on. Uh, and so that's why I really enjoyed it. Uh, I loved a lot of the comedic scenes in this. Um, no, not, a, you know, Dickens isn't one of my favorite characters, but, you know, he he's in it. So I'm not going to hold it against him. Uh the Abbott and Costello like scenes, everything about it is good. It's setting up the season. So again, I mean, I'm not expecting, uh, you know, if we think back to season one, uh, there's a, there was a lot of un- unevenness, but at the end it all built up to, to episode six. And, and I think that that's, what's going to happen this season as well. Right. So we're, we're going to get some episodes where the, the story is going to get pushed more than others. In this case, we're just kind of introducing new kind of plots and, and new characters. So, uh, but I think it was done well, and I think the writing in this uh, episode was really good. So uh, I'm definitely giving it fresh. <clears throat> so uh, let's go to our favorite episode rankings. I won't start with Tanya because uh, she, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like she thinks I'm picking on her by making her her start. So let's go with Matt. Matt, your your favorite episode. So right now you've got. Uh, yeah, I got it right here. Fuss I, in the back. I'm ahead of you. Number one, fuss in the back bush. Number two. Super soft birthday, Super number three, soft. wingman Wayne, number uh, four, ain't no reason to get excited, and number five, rave. Where would you put uh, this episode? A give, fuss- me, give, me, give me the three second. What's ain't no reason to get excited again? What was that one? That's very the episode one's uh, season one, so that that's the very okay. first episode. So I'm going to bump rave off the list. I'm going to put this at five. Number five? All right. You're putting Enjoy. it at the bottom. You yeah, liked it so much, but you're sticking it at the bottom. But, but they're all fresh. In his top five, they're all fresh now, I believe. Yeah. I haven't looked, but I, I, right. I'm willing to bet that they're all fresh now. Uh, Victor, what about you? So let me let me run yours down. A Fuss in the Back Bush. So see, uh, episode six is your number one. Fart Book is your number two. Super Soft Birthday, number three. Ain't No Reason is number uh, one, uh, four. And Rave was number five. Where would you put a fuss at the egg hall? Would it even make your I would list? Put- yeah, I, I put this at number two. Number, so move everything really? down. And, Wait, this and is I'm this happy. pushing fart book down? Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I like fart book, I, but wow. I think, but fart book wasn't perfect. This mm-hmm. one, for me, this was. <laughs> You're damn right it wasn't perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, I mean, you know, this, this, this. This, this episode also had some fart related humor in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll enjoy that. Yes, but, yeah. but this, this for me was um, a more complete episode. Like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. I felt like much like my still in the number one, which was uh, episode six um, from season one. And mm-hmm. this, this was a complete episode for me. I felt like the only kind of, a confusing scene was, uh, you know, the, the, the fight with the EpiPen. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so, but I guess now it makes sense. It makes uh, So now that it makes sense, is it any better to you or is it still pretty nonsensical? It was still nonsense. Yeah. I feel like anything that the skids will ever do will always be nonsensical. <laughs> so that's okay. As long as they, you know, it, it knows, it, it knows itself. Um, <laughs> uh, it being the collective, right. uh, but, but uh, yeah, I, I'm happy that uh, the rave kind of gets bumped off because that was uh, I, I never I never felt happy about seeing that on my list in the first place. So. All right, great. Um, uh, so Tan- there you go, Tanya. Have, have I given you enough time now? Yeah. So let's see. Number one, you have fuss no, in the back no, bush. No need. Okay. It's not going on the list. No, not no. at all. No. Wow. No. No. <laughs> I really That's, see. I oh, I guess not. I mean, if you gave it of a compost, then you it wouldn't be able to knock anything. I, off the list, I, yeah? I, and you know what? Here's my commitment to you. I will watch it again. Mm. 
I will commit my, you know, I've had a busy, busy, busy week. So she was maybe just, I was not in the right headspace. I will, you know, you guys are all loving it just <laughs> so much. Uh, and, you know, I will commit myself. I will watch it again and I will, will re-rate it to next week. Oh, Matt's um, got his hand up. Did you want to say something, yeah. Matt? I, I figured it out. Oh. I fi- there was not one not one reference to an ostrich in this episode. <laughs> oh my. You know what it was? You know what it was? And I'm going to tell You're you. You're right. She's missing the ostrich. No, no. I think there was like. I listened few... to your highlight reel, okay. Al. There was a lot of. There was a I mean, few things that. It went from a that... Letterkenny podcast I know, trailer I know, to an ostrich I trailer. So I, 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 when I was editing, that was on purpose. So when I was editing that trailer together, I wanted to show, first of all, the progression of season one where I had Tanya and Victor kind of not liking the show to the end where they were liking the show. Then I had all this golden footage of Tanya just, just, she can't, she can't get her mind around the ostrich so it all had to go in there i yeah and uh, <laughs> no okay so i'm gonna tell you though i'm gonna tell you why this one isn't gonna make the list i was a little i was a little hurt that katie is is with uh, oh, you don't like Katie game. going with, with being with Stuart? yeah it it was, it was he was he was he was like Oh, he was he was hanging on her. Mm-hmm. It seems like she's just taken it to a whole newer. I I feel like she's she's so ballsy. She's she speaks her mind. She you know punches Wayne in the you know. Yeah. She's just she's so um she's such a a strong person. It seems, and I get that she's a bit slutty, but. For her to go to that level and him trying to lick her face, it was and to squeeze her. Well, body. I think that that's more him there being awkward like, around her than her. Like yeah. I don't. I, uh, yeah, I get that. But, but wait a but wait a second. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember how? Um, what was it? Episode five or episode six? Where he, where he to- totally got destroyed. Yeah, in yeah, front of everyone. And that, I get that. Right. that. Yeah. Maybe, but maybe she she's just always... maybe she's just doing her community service at this mm. point. Maybe but she's she, just, you know, she basically cheated. Her, there. She cheated on Riley and Jonesy with Stuart. She even stood up to Riley and Jonesy. Like she would put yeah. them in their place if well, they tried to do something that she was like, no, not letting you guys get away with okay, that. So, so I was like a little. I was a little taken back by her, by her and, and, and that relationship. So Tanya does not approve. She's doing it because she wants to do it. Not because Stuart wants it. No, no, for sure. She's not doing anything for Stuart or like that because Stuart wants it, but she may be doing it because she feels bad for him or something. But uh, I'm thinking it's a charity (laughs) thing. Yeah, fair enough. So that and the ostrich, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So and you fair know, enough. I I'm I, it's dawning on me now why we're big in Australia because of the ostrich. Aren't there ostriches in Australia? Or am I am I mixing them up with kangaroos? I'll let you know next week after I watch some yeah, more videos. They're, they're, those are kangaroos, Al. No, I know there's kangaroos, but uh, we're, we're ostriches predominantly. Are All they right. not also in Australia? Tanya's going to look it up. I get you a little <laughs> uh, That's probably like a racist thing to say. But anyway, okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, did I say my... Oh, yeah, so my ranking. Let's see. Uh, I've got f- Fuss in the uh, Back Bush, Super Soft Birthday, Ain't No Reason to Get Excited, Ray, Wingman, Wayne. I'm, I got to say... Uh, oh. I almost I lost you guys again. You guys are back. Okay. <clears throat> We're good. 
Um, my rating for this one is going to be, I'm going to put this in number four. It's going to knock Wingman Wayne off and push Yay. Rave down. I, I, it's, it's, it's good, but it's still, I still like the uh, season one, episode one better. And uh, it's no, nowhere near super soft birthday or, or uh, fuss in the back book for me. So uh, it's going to be my number four. Wow. Yeah. For me, this was a million times better than season one, episode one. Yeah. Well, I mean, in terms of the writing, you're, you're probably right. They, they, they've found yeah. their, they've got their voice, but I don't know. I still liked episode one better, uh, just kind of dramatically and, and uh, as, as an introduction to the show. Uh, just some, Africa. <clears throat> Africa? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was off by an entire <laughs> fucking continent. Sorry about that. I want to crush your dreams. My, my apologies. Uh, a very uh, small number of them also call Outback South Australia home. Oh, there you go. Okay. So you're not, or was not it, wrong. Maybe it's more emus too. I think emus are. Anyway. Oh yeah, the emus. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, I'm going to read some listener comments here. We got a lot this week. Um, <clears throat> oh wow. I got this email. Uh, this came to us in our email. I've only listened to the first episode. You guys brought up how Super Soft Birthday Party got its name. Little Kenny is a cartoon they made. There's uh, seven two-minute uh, episodes um, of the main four and how they met in elementary school. It introduces Derry, how he got his nickname, and they introduced Squirrely Dan. Just as funny as you'd imagine it would be. And that's from Angela. Thank you, Angela. I, w- I, w- I was aware of Little Kenny. I don't know if you guys were. Did, did you guys know about no. Little Kenny? Yes. Nope. So I haven't watched any of them yet, but yes, it's basically... It's kind of like what Corner Gas did, except it's it's a cartoon of all the letter can well the the Hicks anyway uh, as kids. So um, she she uh, Angela here says that we would learn about Dairy a little bit more about Dairy and Squirrely Dan. So uh, I'll have to check it out. It's again I haven't watched it yet, but it is something that I've been meaning to watch. Thank you, Angela, for your email and for listening. Uh, Connor Patrick McNeil uh, is the coolest skid uh, plywood baby. What? And that's from Cat from Ohio Characters. Uh, Connor is the, the, one of the skids that doesn't speak the one who's always smoking. He he's, he's also, I've been talking to him about maybe coming on our show. So, uh, we're working on that, uh, rolled hands down season one, all the way through and to eight and waiting on nine fucking figure it out. That's what I say. That's from Rosalind kind. So, uh, rolled is, is a favorite. I mean, it was, he's, uh, Dean's favorite as well. Uh, again, I don't think he did much in season one, but he's, I mean, in this, we, le- we learned nothing about him in season one. No, so I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But, but uh, I mean, in, in, in episode one of season two already, he's, he said more than he did. I think all of season one. Exactly. So. Exactly. <clears throat> uh, this is a great one. Hearing Dean from the, how are you now podcast blurred out my name because he recognized it while a guest on the uh, produce stand made my whole weekend pitter patter podcasters that's from lorna violet thank you so much lorna for listening and yeah that was funny when when i was reading her name last week and dina's it's like oh i know lorna uh yeah so there you go um squirrely dean says i had a blast chatting with these fine folks the this evening if you're a fan of letter kenny and its message your family take a listen to the produce stand podcast they are our people dean you are a beauty Thank you so much. You are a beautician. Yeah. Uh, we, that was a lot of fun having him last yeah, week. Yeah, it was fun. And I'm looking forward to the season two uh, recap when we can have you back on. Maybe even Tiara can join join us uh, that day. So we'll see. I know that she's she's back at work, so maybe not. But it'd be nice. Uh, hey, at Protostan Pod, listening to your season one cast. Uh, thank you for your respect to natives regarding the term spirit animal. Um, 
We appreciate you standing up for us. And that's from uh, Crazy Talk Al. You are welcome, Allison. Um, obviously, you know, there was no question that I, I had no idea about it. So when when uh, when I learned what it was about and, and, and why it's wrong, I definitely had no problem taking it down. Uh, just finished getting caught up with the last two podcasts. Victor coming around. Very nice. Very cool. Great shows. And welcome back, Squirrely Matt. You were missed. Dean was great. Your show turned me on to his show. Telling Dean to take off 20% was hilarious. And that's from uh, Jason Cutler. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Um, I'm surprised I'm not listening to the Produce Stand podcast show again right now. I suggest you let that, you let that marinate. And that's also from uh, Jason Cutler. Uh, we like you, Jason. Uh, keep on listening. And, uh, and then this came uh, through Facebook. We have, our, our, we have a page on Facebook as well. Um, yeah, we do. I didn't mention. I, I haven't mentioned it yet, but I, I put it up there. It's kind of hard to to have it on there and not have like our personal profiles attached to it. So I've tried got to it, do it so we're it. not we're not attached to it. Uh, but this came from Hayden Redding, uh, big fan of the podcast. Wanted to say good day from Barossa Valley in rural South Australia. Love oh. our, all your guys' take on the show and plenty of laughs. And uh, so that spawned a nice little conversation I had with Hayden back and forth on Facebook. Uh, he's a drummer. Uh, he he uh, we, we had a nice chat. He was thinking he wants to start a, a Letterkenny podcast from an Australian point of view. And I was kind of giving him some some tips and, and what he needs equipment wise. So. Who knows? Maybe we can get him on as a, as a guest here, too. It'd be pretty tough, though, because when we record here, uh, I, forget, I looked it up. I, th- I think it's like 12 um, hours. Yeah, I think it's like 10 or 11 o'clock the night of Friday morning there. And, and uh, you know, Hayden has a day job. So unfortunately, <laughs> it would be pretty tough for him to uh, to come on. But, um, uh, you know, I told him if he ever did get a podcast up and running that uh, we would definitely, you know, uh, uh, talk about it here. And I did have one scientific Twitter poll last week. Uh, it had to do with euchre because we were talking about it. But <laughs> <laughs> Dean didn't seem to think that it was, uh, you know, uh, a thing. But uh, I, and, and I, I started wondering, is it only a thing in Ontario? Because, like, I remember in college, university, that's all we played. Yeah. Uh, I grew up playing euchre, man. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, so my poll was, do you play euchre? And, you know, unfortunately, Letterkenny Problems did not retweet. So we only got 17 votes. But the results were in. 58.8% said I fucking love Euchre. <laughs> 17.6% said I fucking love Bob Euchre. <laughs> That's a shout out to Victor well, there. Well, thanks, thanks, thanks to this poll. Uh, I, uh, my son and I went and watched Major League the other day. Oh, yeah? Uh, Just a bit yeah, outside. Bob, Bob, Bob Euchre is the, is the commentator yeah, uh, in, that, in that so game. Good. That's so, right. Yeah, and he's, that movie. He, he's the dad in Mr. Belvedere. But he's also a, a former sports caster uh, and yeah. a, a tied at 11.8%. There uh, is num- at number three. It's a card game, right? And uh, number four, only old people play it. And that was probably just Dean. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> my equivalent of that answer, only open is bridge. Yeah. yeah. I hear someone playing bridge. Oh, they're, they're elder. They're actually, in our work, com- there used to be a group of elderly who played bridge in our cafeteria every day. Oh, yeah. See, People that play bridge didn't have TVs when it we could and there it's so that's my it's, point. Yeah, you you have to have commitment in order to learn that game. Yeah, I've tried a few times. I don't understand it. Uh, the other one that I, it seems to uh, I see more people playing it is cribbage. Uh, it's a uh, one that I I, I knew too so much math. Yeah, it's a lot is of that math. That's the one with the pegs. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of math. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think yeah, in, no, I think I learned how to play that in eighth grade, probably because of the the math element or whatever. But uh, I'd, anyway. I'd I'd rather do shuff, uh, shuffleboard or or love shuffleboard. That's an old person thing. I know. But that's my reference. I mean, it's no it's no train simulator, but I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so love. If you try it, then you're, you're gonna. Well, you may slay. Move on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you all for your comments and and uh, keep them coming. Thank you all for for following us on Twitter and and on Facebook. Uh, final. And I hope uh, mm-hmm. I hope Hayden continues to listen to us uh, after we uh, butchered uh, where animals come. I know. From I'm so sorry, Hayden. Uh, so we had a great chat, and in fact, he's a drummer, and uh, so we exchanged band links. And uh, he there's he shared with me a video of his band playing on on some Australian. Uh, I, I, like I don't know if it was a TV show or what it was, but anyway, they were pretty good. They're kind of like uh, I don't know. They had like a bit of a Green Day vibe to it. He's the you know, nice. yeah, it was pretty good. Um, so yeah, uh, it sounds like he'll continue listening. So hopefully he'll hear this and and uh, appreciates our shout out. Uh, any final thoughts before we uh, wrap this up? Uh, let's start again with Victor. <laughs> 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 oh boy, uh, yeah. So. Um, I love the episode. I hope they did not uh, peak because <laughs> that would be really disappointing. And uh, uh, especially for Tanya, I guess, because uh, I don't think we have a rating lower than uh, compost. Um, so we may have to create one. No. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to to the next episode. Uh, Matt. Yeah, I mean, the, the, this season, if I recall, was one of my was one of my favorites. Um, Tanya, I, I need, you're a bit of an enigma. Hopefully we can <laughs> I, crack the code that is your entertainment value. I don't know. I don't but know. But this season brings out some of that and we'll see. But I'm looking forward to it. Tanya? I will get off of the mic and watch it right now. <laughs> <laughs> while, while I edit and well, upload the episode. Anger. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think it was? We we watched it right before uh, we watched uh, an episode of uh, Fleabag. And she, I know she was excited about Fleabag. So maybe that was it. Maybe... <laughs> She was like, like, you a know, different caliber show. Come on, you can't you can't watch those things back to back. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, Fleabag is a wonderful. Show. It's also an award winning. Like I, I, I'm not. You, you know, it's not. It's they're just two different categories. Yeah, oh shows, gosh, you know, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, they're not even similar. No, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I will watch it again. You guys are uh, you. You're very loving this one. So um, <laughs> very loving. Uh, yeah, maybe I missed something. I don't know. I will watch it again. That's my my commitment. Well, what I'll say, and I said it before, I think the writing in in this episode is solid. They're they're hitting their stride with it. So the only difference here would be if you don't if you don't like the the kind of humor that was written in this episode, then that might be why you wouldn't like it, right? So there's a lot of hockey player stuff in there. There's a lot of uh like the skids in there and stuff. So I mean. It's going to be, you know, depending on who the main main storyline revolves around, you may not, you know, maybe that's why you didn't appreciate this one as much as uh, Victor. So anyway. Well, oh, yeah, cool. uh, th- th- those are fair comments, but I, I want to re- remind you that those are not the reasons that Tanya shared. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that it will be interesting to get her perspective after she gives it a second viewing mm-hmm. um, uh, just to see. And, and by the way. You can stay with your rating, but you're also allowed to change it. Yeah. Uh, it's not written in stone. So Absolutely. if you watch it again and, done and that. feel that 
Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Matt, you know, Matt uh, went against his true feelings just to spite us, but that's all right. <laughs> he already broke the charge. Uh, <laughs> had you seen Fartbook? <laughs> no grudges. It's all good. Um, uh, so, yeah, give it a second viewing and see if uh, it changes your mind. If yep. it doesn't, that's cool, too. All right. I'm going to wrap this up here, but or I'm going to play a track from uh, uh, the this show. It was uh, The Luckiest Man Alive by Anakin Slade. That's all we have for this episode. Next week, we recap episode two of season two, The Election. Please rate us on iTunes if you like the show. Follow us on Twitter at ProduceStandPod. Uh, we also invite you to visit our website, theproducestandpod.com, for other episode recaps and a list of our favorite episodes. Thank you for joining us. Now it's closing time, which means, girl, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. From all of us at The Produce Stand, good night. <laughs>